Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis, and this week I'm going to talk about money, cryptocurrency, digital coins. Yeah, we're moving away from the dollar, are we? And we're moving toward cryptocurrency. You know, the advent of cryptocurrency really fueling these recent ransomware attacks that knock whole businesses offline. Remember the Colonial Pipeline, their CEO is testifying in front of Congress today, one day after it was announced that a new task force of American cyber cops clawed back nearly half of the ransom paid to some shadowy Russian hacker that closed the pipeline down last month. Apparently, the FBI got in by using the encryption key linked to the Bitcoin account to which the ransom money was delivered. However, officials haven't disclosed how they got that key. I'm so confused about cryptocurrency. (laughs) I went into a gas station and there was actually a Bitcoin like machine. I thought it was an ATM, (laughs) but it didn't give any money out. I didn't know what was going on. So I have gotten an expert, Dr. James Stroud. He's the co-founder of Stealth Coin. It's one of thousands of different cryptocurrencies, and I want to find out if the dollar is going to become obsolete, if the IRS can track cryptocurrency, and what the hell is cryptocurrency? (laughs) So, let's find out from the expert, Dr. James Stroud. Thank you and welcome. Oh, thank you, Karen, for having me. Okay, you're Dr. James Stroud. What are you, a doctor of money? (laughs) No, I'm a doctor of, of biochemistry. I got a PhD in biochemistry. Cool. So you actually created this cryptocurrency called Stealth? Yes. We created Stealth in 2014. It launched in 2014 and it's been alive ever since. It is its, as they say, own blockchain. I know that this is probably a, it's, it's sort of an introduction for yeah. your listeners, but yes, um, in, in the cryptocurrency parlance, it has its own blockchain. And we're still working on it and improving it every day. Now, these blockchains, these cryptocurrencies have a finite universe, right? There's only so many Bitcoins, right? Yes. So Bitcoin is one cryptocurrency. And the sort of definition of a cryptocurrency is that it is digital money. And the difference between cryptocurrency and traditional money, like fiat, as we call it, like a dollar is fiat, is cryptocurrency has no central authority issuing it or keeping track of who owns what. Hmm. That sounds a little shady. (laughs) I mean, it used to be you'd had your offshore accounts or your Swiss bank account, right? You know, you have like an account number, but now you've got your cryptocurrency. Do you think we would have the problem that we have today with these ransomware attacks if there were no cryptocurrency? Now, this is a very good point. I don't think they would be technologically possible to have ransomware attacks where you demand a ransom without cryptocurrency. And these attacks are usually sponsored by state these days. And so the people who are executing these live abroad. They're not in the U.S., so they're very hard for the U.S. to prosecute. Yeah, I mean, unless you go with the Bush doctrine and call them terrorists, and then you can possibly get, you know, the, the state that's running them or the country to take the initiative and find them. But 
I remember the German-born programmer, Stefan Thomas, he made headlines uh, recently because he lost his password that rendered his Bitcoin stash, it was worth $220 million, inaccessible. So there's a password, and because there is no centralized agency that governs or distributes the Bitcoin or the Stealth coin or whatever, the Dogecoin, um, therefore you can't call them up and go, um, I forgot my password, can you help me? You're, you're lost, right? You're done, you're toast. Yes. And when he first got his cryptocurrency a long time ago, the only way you get that many is you got it back and it was one cent uh, he, or something like that. I mean, obviously, he probably didn't realize it would ever be as much as it is today. And if this is the same story I'm thinking of, uh, he has plenty more where that came uh, from. But that still. was just one of his wallets. And it's kind of like somebody gave you $5 worth of something today and, and you wrote down a password for it. You might forget about that and it's $5 and you might forget about it in a few weeks or something. And then in a few years, it's worth 220 million. And you're like, where did I put that password? It wasn't that important at the time. So, so that's why these people are losing these passwords. If you know, if you, Get cryptocurrency and it's worth, you know, two hundred twenty million today. When you put that password away, you're going to remember where you put it, and that is why you get these stories of people that have these vast sums of money that have been lost. Is because at the time it just wasn't that important, and they had no idea it could have ever gotten that valuable. Wow. Well, we're speaking with an expert on cryptocurrency. He invented his own cryptocurrency, right? Stealth, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, why does mining cryptocurrency have a large carbon footprint? I don't understand. Well, the reason is very technical, so it may not be able. Uh, it may not be easy to understand um, in a short time frame because you have to learn a lot of concepts. But the, when you boil it down, in order to secure a cryptocurrency chain, or some of them, not all of them work, but Bitcoin works this way. Is Computers have to do a lot of work in order to prove who gets to validate a set of transactions and earn a reward for that set of transactions. And therein lies all that work that has to be done. And, and that's the reason it uses a lot of energy. And there are other cryptocurrency technologies where securing the blockchain does not require all that energy. And there are plenty of examples of that. Stealth is one of those. So to the run the entire stealth network uses vastly less energy than, say, Bitcoin. Okay. Well, are we moving away from the dollar? Is there going to be like a revolution where we will no longer have the dollar as legal tender and we're going to have Bitcoin? Because El Salvador is looking to make history as the first country to accept Bitcoin as legal tender. I know Miami and Miami-Dade and Miami Lakes are allowing residents to pay their bills in cryptocurrency. Trevor Lawrence, T-Law with Jacksonville, he's their quarterback. He wants to be paid in Bitcoin. Are we going to see a shift away from the dollar? I think so. I mean, this is a really hard question, so I hesitate to answer it because, you know, you, you don't know about things like this, but it looks like the dollar might be losing a lot of its prominence. I know that um, some countries are not going to think of the dollar as a significant reserve currency. 
And they might be going into cryptocurrency or they might be going into other currencies. So if I were to make a prediction, and I'm not a monetary specialist, I would say that, yes, probably the dollar is going to lose its dominance and there will be a shift. Whether it's going to be revolutionary is a, is a totally different question. Will it all happen at once? That's real possible because a lot of times things do happen all at once for, for various reasons. So we could see a, a sudden shift where most of the countries of the world don't recognize the dollar as a reserve currency. Which is interesting because we moved away from the gold standard in the early 70s with Richard Nixon, President Nixon, because we were running out of gold. <laughs> and um, so if the dollar goes, by the way, is that why... Joe Biden is trying to just spend as much of the dollar that he can now because there's going to be a reset. And so he's going to just, he's going to print up as much as he can and, and use as much as he can to rebuild America. Well, I don't think there's going to be a, a reset uh, per se in their terms. I think the, the government probably treats the dollar as the dominant currency for the foreseeable future. But what they do recognize is if you print a lot of money now, it makes all your debt cheaper that you already have. Uh, so they can continue to print currency and make their existing debt cheaper in that way. So printing money now stimulates the economy and also helps pay your past debt. Okay. So whether that can continue to go indefinitely is another question. And probably most people don't see how it could. I'm included in that group. I don't see how continuous printing can happen. But uh, maybe the Fed can work its magic and keep that going indefinitely. Huh. I don't know. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. It, you know, I thought the Laffer Curve was a comedy club when I took Economics 101. <laughs> so yeah, I know that there's no such thing as a free lunch because I had to pay for mine. But um, so do you think Elon Musk is trying to manipulate cryptocurrency with his tweets? Wow. I, I can't really speak to his motivations, but it really does appear that way. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun if you're in cryptocurrency like I am and somebody big like that is tweeting and the value is going up. And it's a whole lot less fun whenever the value goes down yeah. from a few tweets. And if I were him and I had that kind of control over the market, you know, maybe if I didn't have a set of morals, I would take positions that would benefit from my tweet. So who knows what he's doing, but he's, he's certainly affecting the market. Yeah, I had away from Bitcoin and toward, I guess he likes the Dogecoin. Yes, yeah, so a lot of people call it Doge or Dodge. Oh, um, I don't know if the E at the end is said. I've just heard it. I've only heard it those two ways. Oh, sorry. Um, it's okay. I don't really know how it's said myself. Um, he, it sounds like he does like Dogecoin, and there's a lot of good things about it. If you're in cryptocurrency, technically speaking, so even though we hear that it was started as a joke, it was started with good fundamentals from a cryptocurrency perspective. If you're really into it and understand cryptocurrencies, Dogecoin was started with good fundamentals. And so here it is, a strong cryptocurrency for good reason. And I guess he just likes it because it has a dog as the mascot. I don't know um, why he likes it. <laughs> but <laughs> That's funny. I got you. So you got to get Elon to tweet about stealth cryptocurrency because you say it is one of the most advanced cryptocurrencies in the market, right? Most technically advanced. Yes. 
Why? We have we have implemented new improvements to the protocol that give it uh, very fast block times and confirmation times. I would say one of the reasons that Elon Musk likes Dodge, if he if he were really thinking technically about it, which he might, is that it has ten times the carrying capacity of Bitcoin. It can handle ten times as many transactions, and Stealth can handle. 120 times as many transactions as Bitcoin, and it can do it 120 times faster. And that's one of the things. And the other thing is that Bitcoin transactions cost, they're down, but they still cost about $12 per transaction. And our transactions on stealth, stealth transactions, can be feeless. You don't have to pay anything when you you send those. And there's technologies to prevent people from taking advantage of that. So it's feeless and fast. And these were two aspects that Elon Musk touched on when he said, oh, what is the perfect cryptocurrency? He said it must be fast and feeless. And we have already been working on this yeah. for, for three years. And it's been live um, now for several weeks. It, we just got it released recently, but it's been live for several weeks. So here's his answer to yeah. the perfect cryptocurrency. We need to get Elon Musk to tweet about stealth <laughs> cryptocurrency. That would be perfect. Yay. <laughs> and you say, contrary to popular understanding, the first generation cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin don't really offer true privacy protection. Apparently the entire blockchain ledger is public. Yes. A blockchain is public. It has to be for technical reasons. And so for Bitcoin, yes, you can do what they call blockchain forensics. It's the forensics like law enforcement will do that can understand social networks that are revealed by Bitcoin and identify individuals in those social networks. So law enforcement can build a picture of who is sending who money and if the crime is committed, they can get a network of people who may be related to that crime. So the people who do these ransomware attacks, law enforcement knows who they are. And the only reason they can't get them is because they're sitting in Russia or something like that or in China or something. So that's the main reason. But yeah, it's not private and it's very helpful for law enforcement. And if you're in this country and I know your listeners would never think about committing a crime. No. If they think about it, they should not use Bitcoin to do it because in this country, that just puts a target on your back. So you're saying stealth would keep it secret? At this point, stealth does not have privacy enabled and we're working on that. Privacy is good, though. I mean, we don't want everybody. It's not only can governments know about your transactions, but bad actors can know about your transactions. So they can pinpoint who has wealth and who doesn't and what they're spending their money on or where they're spending their money if all the transactions are public. So that's one downside. Privacy is good for people and bad for government. So when you do credit card transactions, those are all private. The government has to subpoena records in order to find out what you're spending your money on. And and that's probably something that most people are happy about because they don't want the government to know exactly what pharmacies they have to go buy their medicines at and all that stuff. So privacy can be good. And so we're working on putting that on stealth. It's not on yet because it's technically it's very challenging to get right. Okay. And I guess the privacy issue, does someone like a T-Law, Trevor Lawrence, who wants to be paid in Bitcoin, is he trying to avoid the IRS or is that not the case? 
Well, no, nobody would get paid in Bitcoin to avoid the IRS. <laughs> and I don't think he's trying to. The government, the IRS has recently demanded records and these exchanges have complied with a bunch of big exchanges going back to 2016. So before 2016, it might have been reasonable to think that you were going to avoid taxes by getting paid in Bitcoin. That is no longer the case. The IRS will track you down, pay your taxes. I've been very careful to pay taxes. A long time ago, markets were terrible and used to lose money on it. Um, but ever since they've been better and I've been making money on it, I've been careful taxes and everybody should actually. Good advice. As of April 2021, I guess there's been there's over 10,000 different types of cryptocurrencies. Are they? Do you think they'll come up with one homogenous world cryptocurrency? Probably not. There are a lot of cryptocurrencies. Only a few matter. I mean, well, <laughs> forget about few, all those other only, ones. <laughs> yeah, so only about two hundred are really um, have a high enough market cap. That's the price times the number of coins in market cap, just like you would calculate market cap for stocks. I have a high enough market cap to matter and enough trading volume to matter. So the more that are added, you know, they're going to be too small to have any impact. And as far as one world cryptocurrency, Bitcoin is the dominant cryptocurrency right now. It's only about 30% of the total market cap of all cryptocurrencies, maybe 40% these days. And so if those are all consolidated into one, what will that look like? And it's possible. A lot of people are working on that. That in itself is a very technical issue, Mm -hmm. but it's possible there could be one that emerges that sort of binds all of them together. It's been a goal since 2014. The original cryptocurrency that had that goal is called BlockNet, but it's not a very prominent cryptocurrency. And these days, there's a couple that are trying to achieve that. One is called Polkadot and the other is called Cosmos. So it's a goal, but it hasn't happened yet. And it seems like there's going to be a large chunk of the population left behind. Talk about equity. This uh, cryptocurrency requires electricity, right? So what about people who are homeless and people who are don't have connectivity? What kind of money would they be using if cryptocurrency becomes the currency in terms of how everyone's going to be able to get on board with this? Well, yeah, that's also a problem with establishments not accepting cash. So you can't buy an airplane ticket with cash these days. There's a lot of things you can't do with cash. So this is a very real problem, but I believe that connectivity is better for most people than everyone realizes. People in Africa, in Central Africa, where technology is not as improved as it is in the West, they have access to smartphones. So I don't think that the access to the technology is the biggest problem as just access to banking in general. Like you can have a cell, I think a lot more people have cell phones that can't get a bank account than people who who don't have cell phones. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Dr. Stroud also, if there's an electromagnetic pulse, then we're all screwed if we don't have, if we've got all of our money in cryptocurrency and no tangible money, like this non-fungible token stuff. The and I, it's identifiable mm-hmm. digital assets. Like I'm an artist, so I'm trying to sell some of that too. I mean, it's oh, just cool. it's just like the guy that sold the invisible sculpture is like, what is going on when when someone sets off an EMP and everything goes down? Then what do you have? We're gonna start bartering and beads like they did, and when the Indians sold Manhattan to the Dutch for trinkets and beads. 
Well, cryptocurrency is not uniquely vulnerable to that. The typical financial network would go down as well. So many transactions are purely electronic these days that everything would go down no matter what. Cryptocurrency, cash, and most people don't have enough cash laying around to... I'm not talking about extras in their bank account. I'm just talking about cash, paper bills laying around to get by for more than a couple of days. Right, yeah. So, it's, so that's really not that's even just, an issue anymore. Yeah, that, that I, cryptocurrency is not unique to that. Cryptocurrency would probably actually survive a little bit better huh. because if banks go down and you can't access it online, you can't send your money. If you have it in your own wallet, you can find some way to get power to your own wallet, you can actually make a transaction and get it to somebody. It would be very crude, of course, and difficult, and you might have to go see them in person, but you could actually transact with cryptocurrency probably better than you could with traditional money in one of these catastrophic events. Wow, interesting. Because, you know, whenever we have a hurricane coming, we all go get our cash out. Yeah. Oh, God. And how can people find you on the ticker, your XST? And if they want to start investing in Stealth Coin, how do they do it? Our, yes, the ticker is XST. Our main exchange is Bitrex, which is open to U.S. customers. And our market is available to U.S. customers. And if you want to learn more, which I highly recommend yeah. about any cryptocurrency, is stealth.org, S-T-E-A-L-T-H dot O-R-G. And if you want to dig down into it, we have a news and development blog that has has a lot written about it. And I really recommend starting with that page, the news and development blog. Should I have, should I have started there before I interviewed you? Did we do okay? Yeah, you would be great. I okay, think. Okay, okay. I hope I did okay. No, you're yeah. great. Thank you so much, Dr. James Stroud. I really appreciate you, kind of, sort of, helping me at least understand cryptocurrencies better. Thank you. You're very welcome. And by the way, former President Trump said that Bitcoin. Seems like a scam. He says, I don't like it because it's another currency competing against the dollar. And he also added that the dollar should be the currency of the world. So we'll see what happens. But that wraps up this rare midweek episode of Full Rigor. Until next time.